church, why don't we start by praying together and asking God to be in this place and have control of the service tonight. So I'm just going to pray. Thank you, Lord, that you're God of all and that when we come into this place, Lord, you are here with us. And Lord, I thank you for all that you've been doing this week. But God, as we come together and worship you, I pray that your name would be lifted high. Your name would be exalted. And Lord, that you'd move mightily among us. God, I pray that you'd stir our hearts. Lord, that the things of this week would drop away. God, and you'd be our focus. Lord, I pray that we would look to you. And God, that we would know you in this space. I thank you for who you are and all that you're doing. I thank you that you're going to move here tonight. I thank you for the things that are going to change in our lives, the things that you're going to shake up, the things that you're going to move. God, I thank you that you are a God of awesome power. Lord, we cannot understand how great you are, but God, I pray tonight that we would worship you. Lord, we would strive to worship you and lift you up as you deserve. God, I pray in this place that you would be known as a God of strength, a God who we can worship, a God who is above all else, God. We thank you for what you're doing. We thank you for what you're going to do in this place tonight. That you are so awesome and so incredible. God, I pray the things of this week would drop away and you'd be our one focus. You'd be our one focus. You'd be the one that we look to. God, our heart's passion, our heart's desire. You'd be everything we desire tonight. Lord, we lift you up. Lord, our prayer is to see your name exalted in this place. To see you lifted higher and higher and higher. Lord, be lifted higher in this place. Take control. Have everything. All right, church, let's stand and um, praise Jesus.
your praises this evening. Lord, we glorify you. Lord, we thank you that we can come into your house and glorify you, Lord. Lord, we thank you that you've called us to be more than conquerors. Lord, we thank you that you've called us, Lord. And tonight, tonight we lift you up. We praise you uh, for awesome God that you are. Your love, Lord, your, your Son, Jesus. Lord, we praise you. Jesus' name. Amen. How are we doing, church? Great. Fantastic. So you can take a seat. It is so good to have you here on this fine Sunday night. Hey, what we love to do uh, is just welcome visitors, and we just want to give you uh, this nice, beautiful little uh, pack here that just has information about this church, uh, and also there's a little form in the, yeah, uh, so there's a form in there, if you could fill that out so we can contact you and let you know more about it. So if you, this is your first or second time here or you haven't received uh, a pack and this is your first or second time at Activate, we'd love to give you one. So if you shoot up your hand, that'd be awesome. Thanks. Hey Church, why don't we give these guys a massive welcome. Excellent. So good to have you here. So good. So uh, if this is your first time here and you're a young adult, the young adults are going to the helm. Peter will uh, give you more information about that at the end of the service. But come ask us about it. We'd love to see you there. I'd love to hang out with you this evening. Uh, so one other thing we love to do here is celebrate birthdays and anniversaries. So what I'd love you to do, if it's been your birthday, I'd love you to come stand here with me 
and uh, we're, we're going to give you some chocolate. So has anyone had their birthday past week? Anyone celebrated an anniversary? Brianna. Oh, that's great. Come on, Brianna. You can do it. You stand here with me. Fan- well, well let's, let's just give Brianna a cheer for this fantastic walk. So have a, take a few chocolates. Hey, church, can I get you guys to stand up? We're going to uh, just read. A pr- we're going to say a prayer that will be on the screen uh, for Brianna. Uh, this is pretty awesome. Which will be here any second. Yeah. And do we know someone that knows this? Oh, here it, here it comes. How about we do it as the screen comes down like Star Wars? Father, thank you for your family. We declare blessing, health, favor, prosperity, and protection over them this year. Activate your love and goodness through each one. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Awesome. So what's, uh, you take a seat. Uh, The School of the Spirit is a three-day course or or just a life-changing three days, um, which is happening on um, the 26th to the 28th of March. And it's only $50, so it's an incredible, there's a whole heap of guests coming to speak. So I highly recommend that you make this a priority. Um, So you can get one of these flyers just by asking somebody in a green top and uh, read through, come up, ask me any questions that you have and uh, we'd love to see you there. But this is going to be a life-changing few days. So make it a priority, come find out more information about that. But it's my absolute pleasure now to, um, to hear some testimonies from you guys. Every single week we have testimonies. And uh, that is just testimonies about you sharing goodness out in your places of influence or in family and community, uh, in your universities or work. So if you've had a story of goodness, uh, of how you've expressed the goodness of God to someone, we'd love for you to just come up and share that. Do we have any volunteers? Anyone at all? I'm sure someone, Muller, Muller has, fantastic. Save your applause. Um, well, I've had, I wouldn't call it the most fun in six months ever. Don't try it, it's not that fun. But I got a daunting email from my uh, insurance company because I'm old and they said, you need to get your car sorted out, otherwise we could have a problem insuring you. And I was like, great, so now I need to fork out $200. And we're sitting in church exactly where off Callan uh, Hall and Jared are sitting. And my wife got a uh, random Facebook message from a guy that said, hey, my name's Bryce, I do fundraising for um, Schaefer Care. Can I do a bit of fundraising for you? And my wife, being modest, was like, nah, it's okay. So he then replied with, okay, how about this? I'm an A-grade mechanic, I'm the manager of VTZ Terrapa. Can I service your car for free? Naturally, I said yes before he finished typing. But... um, yeah, guys, it's, 
I heard a great word today, and sometimes it could impact your heart, and that's uh, when you expect Jesus to overflow your cup, don't turn it sideways, leave it standing up. But if you're going to expect an overflow of Jesus' love, take your cup and throw it in the ocean. Awesome. Fantastic. Let's give Miller a hand. It was awesome. Um, my girlfriend works at a pharmacy, and uh, she would hate me sharing this, so she's not here, so I get to. Um, but this, this week, someone was leaving the workplace, and she decided to buy them flowers to say thank you. And I think that's the easy, simple way of just sharing the goodness of God with someone is buying them flowers. So I just want to encourage you guys, this was the small, easy things that you could do um, that would express God's goodness. Um, and we'd love to hear those stories. Um, every Sunday, which is really good. Hey, uh, Nicole Coffin, who is just an incredible member of this church, is going to share us around communion. So I'd like you to give Nicole an awesome cheer as she comes up. Hey guys, so uh, like Luke said, my name's Nicole and I've just been asked um, to share a bit about what uh, communion means to me. Um, so for those of you who know me, you'd probably know that I'm just a teeny tiny bit, little bit obsessed uh, with TV shows. Um, I absolutely love watching TV and um, catching up on all the latest shows that are out. And one of my favourite at the moment is The Blacklist. And so tonight I'm just going to share a story that um, I first heard on the blacklist. Um, and the story I'm going to share is about a fish. Not a particularly uh, special or significant fish. It's simply a story about a fish that got lost. And so our fish, it started off life um, living in the Pacific Ocean just off the coast of Mexico. Uh, the waters in which our fish lived were warm and abundant. They had everything that our fish needed, um, not just to survive, but to um, really prosper. But one day our fish, it decided to wander off. It went outside of its usual environment and outside of the safety of the place where it normally did. And in its wanderings, it became lost. Now our fish, it tried to get back to the safety of its home, um, but in doing so, strong ocean currents uh, picked it up and carried it further away. Uh, the currents carried our fish um, into these deep underwater caves. These caves are so deep that light from the surface above is unable to penetrate that far down. And in the depths of these caves, our fish struggled to survive. Its sole focus was on staying alive. And in its struggle to do this, it um, had to adapt to the darkness and it slowly lost its ability to see, and it had to become content with living in these dark caves. In Romans 3.23 it says, For all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. And in our own way, we are like the fish in the story. By sinning, we have all become lost and wandered away from God. Um, and we've wandered away from His presence and in His goodness. In our sin, we have found ourselves living in darkness, struggling to survive. Our choice is slowly transforming us, taking us further away from who God created us to be. But thankfully, unlike the fish, our story doesn't end here. 
In Romans 3, 23 to 24, it continues on. For all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. Yet God freely and graciously declares that we are righteous. He did this through Jesus Christ when he freed us from the penalty for our sins. You see, to me, communion is a time to remember. It's a time to remember God's goodness, his love, his grace and his mercy. It's a time to remember that we've all fallen short of God's glory. Yet God, out of his um, great love and mercy, sent his only son Jesus to die on the cross for us. And it's because of his sacrifice that we no longer have to dwell in the deep, dark caves or with the weight of our sin, but we are set free and we can live an abundant and prosperous life. Tonight, as we uh, receive communion, let's use this time to really thank God for all that he's done for us. Let's thank him for his goodness, his mercy and his love and take time to reflect upon the sacrifice that Jesus has made for us. Um, So in a minute, I'm going to ask you to just come up and the host team will be at the front um, with communion. But before I do that, I'll just pray and then uh, feel free to come up in your own time. Dear Lord, I thank you for your unfailing love and mercy. I thank you, Lord, that you are not content just to let us sit um, in the darkness with the weight of our sins upon us. I thank you, Lord, that you sent your only son, Jesus, to die on the cross for us. And Lord, we give you all the praise, the honour and the glory and thank you for the amazing gift of life and freedom that you've given to us through Jesus. Amen.
Hope Church, we're about to enter into a time of worship again. Um, so if you'd like to stand in your own time, we're going to be doing a um, new song called Covered. Um, and it talks about um, how God has us covered. He went to the cross and He covered each and every single one of us. And so um, I'd really like to start in the chorus of this song.
we're standing here in, in the presence of our Heavenly Father. Just let that, that love just, just wash over you. Breathe it in. Take that breath. Take a deep breath and realize we're standing in the presence of a God that gave life. got a word and she's going to come and share it. I really feel that God is asking us to lean into Him in a greater way. Um, there may be some here that I just feel that God is saying, hey, my presence is here. My presence is here, but I want you to lean into me. I want you to turn your face to me. And I got a picture of um, like Father God there and kids playing, you know, and they're, they're, they're busy doing other stuff. And he's just like, turn to me, turn to lean to me, lean into me. And then also I got another picture of like at a, at a cafe table and, and you know, that Father God is sitting there and we are sitting opposite or whoever it is. But you're just sort of turning and, and looking around and, and being distracted and he's just saying look into my face turn your face to me lean into me so we're going to continue singing the song can I really encourage you lean into God do you know sometimes that takes a, a, a physical uh, just a physical action Maybe for you, you, you don't normally raise your hands. Can I encourage you, just step in. Maybe, maybe it's just raising your hands a little bit. Maybe you need to kneel. Whatever it is, I, I just, just encourage you to take that step to go, God, I'm leaning into your love. Let that wash over me. Lord, you're my one desire. So we'll sing that again, but I encourage you to step out. Lean into God.
God, we thank You for Your relentless love. Your love that pursues us, chases us. Lord God, restores us. Lord God, we thank You that we can, we can worship You, Lord God, and we thank You that Your, your love, Lord, that through our darkest moments, our, our darkest days, when we feel like we're surrounded, Lord, Your love conquers. Your love frees. Your love is all around. Lord, I pray as we open up Your Word this evening, Lord, we would, we would see Your love. Lord God, that where's, our, where's Your body, Lord, would take steps towards You. Lord God, that Your Spirit would speak, it would break open doors. Lord God, it would shift mindsets this evening, Lord, that every single person would get a touch from You, Lord. God, we just pray that You speak. You continue to speak into every single heart that's here this evening. We thank You for Your love. We thank You for what You're doing in this city, in this nation, in the nations of the world. But God, we ask, how can we be a part of that? How can we, our lives, be a part of that? Lord, I pray that You would drop answers into people's spirits this evening. Lord God, that they would be drawn to You in mission, Lord God, for You. In Jesus' Name, Amen. Amen. Fantastic. You can you can take a seat, church. Uh, it's um our it's been our pleasure probably for you've been here for about seven or eight weeks. Yeah, it's been. It feels like you guys have been here for for ages, and that's a good thing. That's not like go away. But I I just we've got the absolute uh, privilege of having. Uh, Andy and Karen Burton come and speak to us uh, this evening. They're missionaries in Belgium, but uh, we've had the girls here. Uh, we've had Lisa, Grace, and Ruth here, and they've been coming along to youth stuff. And I just want to say, you, you girls, wherever you are, somewhere in here, but you girls are awesome. And uh, I've loved just having the whole family just being in different meetings and, and having the girls along at youth. It's been an absolute privilege getting to know you, and I can't wait to hear what you guys are doing in Belgium. And so, church, I'd like you to stand up and honour two amazing, well, an amazing family that is on mission in our world. Thank you so much for that. Um, barely feel like I deserve it, to be honest. You know, it's, it's so much a road of one foot in front of the other, often feeling like you're making it up as you're going. Um, is your name Carl? You had the, held the candle that first thing, and I really felt like God would say to you, it wasn't by accident. That was it, but that's for you to think about. (laughs) 
I don't normally do that. But okay. <laughs> so we want to we share a little bit about what we're doing. Um, a little bit about why we're doing it. To let you into our world to some extent. Um, some of this is going to be a little nuts and bolts. Um, trying to help you guys get a picture. Some of it is just going to be heart and story. The first thing you should know is that we work with Operation Mobilization. It's an international organization um, involved in something like 113 countries around the world. I was just recently at the international leaders meeting for that in Thailand. By recently, I mean yesterday. Um, and the amount of times I was blown away by the stories of what God is doing around this planet. Um, the privilege I have to work with an organization that goes where so many people wouldn't dare and believe for what so many people wouldn't even hope for. One of the really cool stories was a friend of mine working in Syria who was approached by a guy from ISIS, and it's not the story I told this morning, and this is someone else. Um, an ISIS soldier who had had a vision of Jesus. And he was so upset by it because he was doing everything that he knew to be right on jihad, out there doing everything that that meant. And then he has this vision of Jesus. And it shook his world. And so he found someone who knew someone, who knew someone who knew my friend, and got an introduction and said, I need to know who this Jesus is. Because that is worth living for. Oh. But we live in Belgium, Belgia, Belgique. It's a cool place to be, actually. And let me just take you out and around. This photo is actually of a real place. This is in Belgium. That's a sculpture called the Transparent Church. The context of that is a nation that has been betrayed by the church in so many ways. They long for a transparent church. They long for a church that they can see Christ in. <laughs> That's kind of part of what we're about. How this works, um, there is... Oops. Do you know what? Let's go here. Let my team tell you what we're about. understand Belgium, it's not always so easy. One of the things that I found um, difficult in raising support to come to Belgium is that many people don't understand from New Zealand the cultural background or the spiritual background of, of a country like Belgium. Europe has a uh, Christian heritage, but also we always talk about Europe, and of course Belgium is part of it as post-Christian era. You, you don't find this back home so often that the, basically the culture is Christian, but non-believers. A very, very high percent of the Belgians don't believe in God anymore. They think it's old-fashioned. 
And when you look at the numbers, they are some of the most unreached people um, around. The evangelicals in Belgium are, are really only 1.4-1.5%, um, and that's, that's all the Christians. If, if you really take just the Belgians, you'd be around a half percent only. They are from uh, the Netherlands or other countries immigrated here. So I don't know how many real Belgium, indigenous Belgian people are actually Christians. I mean, there is numbers of less than 1% out there. Less than 1% of all Belgians are evangelical Christians. And if you compare that to the Muslim uh, population in Belgium, which is around 6%, is a, a huge, uh, a huge shock for, for many people, and and some of the cities like like Brussels, um, they, they're way larger. You're talking there, possibly 20, 25 percent. You have a million Muslims in Belgium who are active, so they're more active in Belgium than Christians. There is a history of church, but it's been lost or perhaps were never pr properly understood. And if you look at Europe, I mean, that's really the story, that mm. there's no clean slate. There is an impression of what church is, and the church that is here is a fairly broken church. Christianity and belief are in a, in a negative light uh, in our country. Belgium is what I would call the post-Catholic country, where the Catholic Church was very dominant here um, a couple decades ago, uh, but it's slowly been deteriorating. Someone said to me, um, but doesn't every family over there in Europe have a family Bible? Here in Belgium, most of the people don't know anything about the Bible. They have a lot of negative baggage um, or, yeah, uh, pre they have prejudice against the church because of the past mistakes of the institutional church here in Belgium. In fact, the Catholic Church has done a, a very bad work here in our country with a lot of scandals um, and, and abuse and, and all these things. I don't say the Catholic Church is, is, a, is a horrible thing the whole, over the whole world, but this, this has so hindered the gospel here in Belgium. The church has been here so long and has such a checkered and dark history that there's so much distrust in the established church. Belgium is a country that's, that needs Christ. You've got depression and suicide and family problems and all of these things. I think where it becomes kind of shocking is the level to which that's true. That, mm -hmm. uh, the level of depression here in Belgium is in the top two or three in uh, the Western world. And the same with suicide rates. So you see the, the, the hopelessness and the despair of Belgium and then so few Christians to give, to give a witness to these people. So few uh, Christian programs uh, uh, like f for teenagers or for drug addicts or for people who want to commit suicide or for people who uh, want to have abortions or people who have emotional problems or people with marriage problems. People may turn their back to the church, but I think many people are still also spiritually very, very open for, for spirituality. And yet everything that they're looking, that, that people are looking at for answers are not giving them anything either. And I think Europe is characterized by this 
sense of what do we hope in. People are really starting to search and think, well, there must be more than, than just, well, what is there after life and what is the purpose of life? A lady down the road asked me the other day, brought up in the Catholic Church, gone through Sunday school, done her communion, all those sorts of things. And she was surprised that we believed that you actually lived after you died, that there was life after death, eternal life. People uh, have a hard time um, imagining, even imagining that a, a church life could be something uh, that would really enrich their lives, personal lives or family lives. The heart of the outreach ministry is really about restoring hope to people. And it's a hope that's embedded not just into hoping for a future, but it's hoping for life right now. We'd probably have to do, go, do it all over again. It has to be re-evangelized. So that they can see what, what faith is, who Jesus is, what, what lives um, in our heart. second bit that's that's a little bit of what captures our heart um, what we do is to walk alongside Christians and churches to empower them to build their leadership and to give them opportunity to serve um, we've got a couple of stories of that Karen is going to start the first one this is Jody. We have the opportunity to not just empower the people on our own team, but also on other teams and partner ministries. Jody works with Serve the City. This is an organisation that recruits Christians and non-Christians across the whole of Brussels, and they go out to serve the city and the city's needs together. She is also one of the leaders at the Well Church. She is really linked in in Brussels. She's an amazing person. And she's pulled together a ministry where they're reaching out to um, refugees. But I was sitting down with her one day and she just said to me, Karen, I just feel like, you know, I look at you guys and I look at all the people on your team and every single one of them is learning language, but I just feel so overwhelmed by that. In Brussels, you can survive speaking English because there's so many foreigners, but she really wants to connect into the French-speaking area, but she was really afraid of getting over the chicken line <laughs> when it came to language. So I encouraged her with some tools and some simple things that she could do um, even allowing some of the French speakers who she served to allow them to be her teachers. And she took a really brave step after that. She went to a French-speaking prayer group in the town. She didn't have a, word what, a clue what they were saying, but after a while she started to get it. And what's really exciting is that a few months later we heard that this group um, linked in now with the well a little bit are looking at planting their own church 
and it will be the first French-speaking church planted in 10 years in Brussels. Leadership development. This is Simona. Simona has been someone who I've had a lot to do with. I've worked alongside her. She's German. Uh, She joined our team about 18 months ago. And she was set the task to go into an area of Brussels and to see a church started in this area. Um, She's also linked in with the movement of the well. And so what she's starting there is a, a worship expression. Simona was pretty overwhelmed when she looked at the task ahead of her, not because she thought that was too hard, but because in her very German way, she was like, okay, here I am, me, I have all these volunteers who come and serve with me who aren't Christians, and I'm supposed to plant a worship service. <laughs> How do I get there, and where are the steps, and what do I do? And <laughs> so as we sat and we talked, I explained to her that being missional and getting into the lives of others and walking the steps that Jesus tells you to walk isn't linear. You don't go from A, B, C and D and get there. It's kind of like, you know where you're going and there's this big squiggly line in between that God knows about. And when she heard that, she didn't freak out. She actually relaxed and went, okay, God's got this. I know where we're going. I just need to take the next step and he's gonna tell me what it is. Last month, she started a worship service. Kay, in this church, if she can get over to Belgium, will be joining her to help this church find their expression. Thanks, Karen. I don't need that, yeah. Um, I don't know about you, but I actually, I find that ridiculously exciting. One of the things that Karen didn't say about that story is that one of the most regular attendees of this worship expression is an Afghan refugee who is still a Muslim. The other thing that we do is we provide opportunity to serve. This guy, my goodness, this guy is one of my best mates. Um, His name is Thomas. I met him playing music for the New Recruits Conference in Germany. He's I thought Mosbach was a small place. Then I went to his village, Lorbach, which is further down the road. Um, In the process of Thomas coming to the conferences and doing music with us, he was so inspired to do mission. At the end of one of the conferences, we were sitting together as a band and debriefing it. And he started crying. And so we said, oh, look, just, just take a moment, and if you, if you need to, you can say it in German, and Sara will translate for you. He tried that and couldn't get it out in German either. Um, and actually what was breaking his heart was that he was so desperate to be able to be used, but he struggles with ADD. Um, and his version of it is that he tends to explode in anger on occasion. And the way he controlled that was with his drums. Every time he felt angry, he would go and play his drums. And so he could not see how it would ever be possible for himself to go into mission because normally you take a 20-kilo suitcase. (laughs) I heard this and went, um, 
you, you could come join me. We went and picked him up in a van and a car. We filled a Mercedes Sprinter van with his PA gear and three drum kits. And oh, that was actually a painful experience. I, I had to talk to his mother as I took him away. She was weeping on my shoulder as her last son left. It's not something that you normally get to do when receiving people into mission. But Thomas came to Belgium and started partnering with one of, started working with one of the churches we partner with. An extremely new church had been going at that stage for only just a year. And he and an Australian guy have started off a youth ministry that has grown from two guys to now more like 16 and is starting to transform the community that they live in. The other fun part, as I said, OM is an international ministry, but that actually means us too. One of the roles I have is being responsible for arts ministries across Europe. And what that actually looks like is sometimes it's sitting down with a field leader and helping them understand how arts is useful in mission. Um, not everyone thinks that that is logical. I just had the fantastic experience of sitting together with the field leader from OEM in Greece, who is from Papua New Guinea, because that makes sense. And his heart to do something with the arts. The really cool thing is, is he actually wants to put together a Stations of the Cross kind of exhibition, you know, similar to the one that you have here. We're actually just doing one in Belgium this Easter. He's looking at doing that in an orthodox culture where they use so much of the senses, they use smell and taste and touch and everything, that you start talking about a Stations of the Cross from an artistic perspective, and you're, you're talking absolutely touching the heart of a culture and bringing them the gospel. In Belgium, we have a real heart to release local music. There is almost nothing written by the church or from the church in Belgium because they think of themselves too small. And as you've already heard, well, they are actually small. So what we do, we have this fantastic group of people that come alongside local musicians. And this is the product of one of that. This is, yeah, let me make that a little bigger. This is a group of Dutchies, Germans, Belgians, Irish, Monegasque, that's from Monaco, and Americans, and me, getting together to express worship and perform for the church in Belgium. The heart of it, of what we want to do, though, it's not about these little ministries. It's about helping people understand that they are the movement. Church planting movements don't start with a theology degree. Church planting movements start when the people in the church realize that the seeds of the church are in them. Every single person in this room tonight has everything it takes to start a church planting movement. If each of you 
was to love and disciple three people into the kingdom and equip them through discipleship to love and disciple three people in the kingdom. The math works that you'd end up having done the job of the world in something like 37 years. Three people. That's what it takes to start a movement. The interesting thing, though, is that, and I'm, I'm going off notes here. Sorry, Karen. The thing that God was, that I felt God was laying on my heart during the worship tonight was that, was, was the question of why not? Why doesn't it happen? What we see in Belgium is that they don't know they can. It's so frequently overwhelming for someone like me who, honestly, I don't think that much of myself, but for me to come alongside somebody and say, hey, by the way, you've got everything it needs. You've got everything you need to plant a church planning movement. For one simple reason, Holy Spirit of God is with you. That's all you need. The rest he does. Romans 8 says, he will conform us into the image of Christ. Those who he knows will serve him. So what do we need to do? Why don't we get there? And actually, as we sat in the music tonight, that was kind of what God was saying. It's because we don't understand the totality of his love for us. You see, moving people into mission isn't about convincing them of a need. It's not enough. The needs don't move you enough, and they certainly will not keep you. Mission sucks. <laughs> it's so hard. Honestly, it's so hard, because you are constantly faced not only with rejection from other people, but yourself. And facing yourself? Yeah, yeah. something that I've just been pondering through this last week is the counterbalance of repentance and surrender and realizing they're not the same thing. See, repentance is getting to the point where we start understanding and accepting God's mercy for us. Getting to the point where we recognize the things that are wrong in our own thinking. To start with, the thinking that we should be God of our own lives. And I think many of us, you know, we, we get there. We get to the point that we can understand that. But there's another step, and that's the surrender. See, surrendering is opening ourselves up to his grace. In repentance, he takes our sin from us. In surrender, that's about what he gives. And unless we surrender, we hold back what God can give to us. And because we hold that back, we never actually get to the point of seeing what it is that he is willing to do through us. Every single story you read in the Bible about the people that were used, none of them were qualified except by the fact that he qualified them. It wasn't because they were amazing. 
most of them were idiots. I feel like I fit in. But see, God takes that and he starts pouring his love into that. And he starts pouring his love into us. Understanding the totality of his love for us isn't just understanding what he did for us. It's understanding what he gives to us and what he wants to give through us. And it just keeps going. I think there's two things that, that kind of, three things that need to happen tonight. I think there's a number of people here that need to process this surrender. You've done the repentance. You know that Jesus died for your sin. You know that you're a sinner. You know that you have been declared righteous in Christ but you haven't yet got to the point where you have said, okay, I surrender to what you want to give me. Because you're afraid of what it might look like. And the interesting thing with that is what you think it will look like is probably quite different from what it does. God is a good God. God is a good God. Jeremiah 29 11 says I know the plans I have for you <laughs> plans not to harm you but to prosper you to give you a hope and a future what God wants to pour out on you is not a job what God wants to pour out on you is an infilling of his Holy Spirit empowering you to live free and purposed The second thing is that there's some of you that are, I think, standing on a point of going, of, of making a life course decision. You're standing in this point of going, okay, what's my career going to be? And I feel like God wants to have a word with you about that. That simple. I'm not going to say what it is that he's wanting to say. Because the reality is you can do mission wherever you are. So I'm not saying that he's necessarily going to call you to Belgium, although I could use the help. But you're at a point where you're choosing what the rest of your life will look like. And I really believe that there's at least one person here tonight that God wants to give you a lifelong purpose. And then the third thing, the totality of his love, of course, starts with the cross. Understanding how to walk with him starts with meeting him for the first time. And if there is 
someone here tonight who has not yet met God. He's desperate to get to know you. I know my God. I know how my God, his heart is broken when he looks at the things that we struggle with. And broken when he sees that we hold him back from being with us in those moments. If you don't know him, you're struggling along alone in so many things where he wants to be your rock. I'm going to ask now for people to just keep their eyes closed. If there is someone here tonight who feels like I'm speaking to them on that last topic particularly right now. Who wants to know more about the God who wants to know you. Would you please raise your hand. afterwards and just talk with you and pray with you for the rest of this family (laughs) I would really like it actually if we can move into time of ministry so if you feel like you are struggling to surrender to let God in to receive what he wants to give you or if you feel like you're on that cusp of decision of what your career will be would you please stand and come to the front because we'd love to pray with you not to tell you what to do but to support you in it take over um, in terms of the things that are being said from here and would you please just sing along and move in and we'll go and pray with these guys thank you so much for everything that you have given us this last seven weeks it has been such an honor to be able to walk with you guys for a bit 
someone's destiny over them. Imagine leaving after a day and a half with a bunch of people and you're feeling absolutely competent to activate someone in the call of God on their life. I believe that'll be the outcome. Love to see you there. You can sign up on the desk in the hub. There's a pad there. Write your name down. It'll be brilliant. The other thing is, please, church family, please make sure you give at the giving stations outside to the left of each door. If you're visiting tonight, just turn your ears off for a moment. But church family, we really need you to keep giving. Even though we're not passing bags around in church like we used to, we need you to keep giving and we need you to keep giving regularly. And uh, I encourage you to set up an AP or something like that and uh, make it easy, push pay on your phone, whatever it is, make it easy, but make sure you keep giving. You've got to be a little bit more purpose now than you used to be. But let's give from a, a place of purpose. It'll be fantastic. Right, and lastly, we're going to pray for the Burtons. So why don't you guys come down here. Thank you so much for tonight, for today. Yeah, give them a big hand, eh? So we're going to, we're going to do this in Activate style. You need to get out of your seats and need to line the road. You know how it works, eh? If you don't, work, uh, don't know, just follow someone who looks like they know. Two rows. I would like to send you, can I send you down there one at a time without freaking you guys out? Yeah, great. Because I already freaked her out, that's all right. That's all right. Because I really want us to pray God's blessing over Grace and Ruth and Lisa because they're a major part of the deal here. So I don't just want us to pray God's blessing over the Burton family tonight. I want to pray our God's blessing over Grace, over Ruth, over Lisa, over Karen, over Andy, and then bless them all together. Is that all right? Great. So, yeah, make sure the rows are good. Make sure the rows are good. They can go all the way around. That's fine. You kind of doubled up a bit. Get yourselves tidy. Hurry up. This is good. Very good. Yeah, that's it. That's better. Looking much better. Much better. Fantastic. So, how about you guys can go down there. Don't race too fast because I want them to pray for you as you go past. It's been God's blessing on you. God's provision. God's health. Yeah. Send Karen first. You send the pace, Karen. Okay, where you go. Let's pray for Karen, eh? Thank you, Jesus, for Karen. Father, I pray your blessing on her. Father, that you would touch her body in Jesus' name and give her incredible health in the name of Jesus. Father, that you would protect her. Guys, I cannot hear you praying. Come on, lift your voices. Bless the girls, Father. Let your hand of grace be on them, your hand of protection be on each of them. May they excel at school and their education. In Jesus' name, I pray for great relationships and great friends. In Jesus' name, Father, that they would know your favour. They would know a sense of your presence as they come and as they go. That their family would be a, a place of peace for each of them. In the name of Jesus, Father, touch Andy and provide everything through him that you see his family requires. Father, let him be an absolute rock in that family, I pray. In Jesus' name. Father, we pray your blessing on them that they would absolutely excel in this next season in Belgium. That you provide not only their needs, but beyond their needs. In Jesus' name. That you bring everything around them they require, we ask. In the name of Jesus. Give them safe. 
pebbles as they go. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Very good. Great. We're nearly, but we're nearly done. If you're a young adult here tonight, uh, after this we go and hang at the helm. Uh, so if you don't have a ride, we will suss that for you. We'll sort it out. So we want everyone who wants to come along to be there. This is an awesome time just to uh, hang out and get to know our young adult family here. So if you're from Torima, I'd love to invite you to come along. It'd be awesome to see you there. Uh, and church, let's get to know our. Uh, well, let's get to know each other. Cool. Good night.